when people are so caught up in all the politics, all the bad news, all the things that are going on in this world that can bring you down and get you angry, upset, disillusioned, etc. You know, our future lies in our own homes. It has to start there. Happiness in our marriage, happiness in our homes, creating that haven of peace that people come home to and want to be there. Welcome back. This is Star of the Doubts. I'm Jared Easley, and I'm outside on a patio. The weather's pretty nice, and I like to hang out with good people. And it just so happens I ran into Dan and Joanne Miller, who just got off a cruise. So, Dan and Joanne, welcome. Thanks for hanging out with me at Panera Bread. (laughs) You make it sound like we just randomly ran into each other in this big city of Fort Lauderdale. It was a little more intentional than that. You'd invited us to meet you for lunch, and we were delighted to do that as we got off the cruise today. And I want people to be able to hear Joanne's voice because you come off a cruise, and then you've had a great time, and then you sound like this. I sound like a frog. (laughs) Yeah, I got sick the first day of, of sail, and I was sick the whole cruise. And actually, I feel a lot better and have a lot better voice today than I had a couple of days ago. I hardly had anything. It was just a squeak. Uh, well, I want to I start with you, Joanne. So you, you've had some interesting things happening with your art classes. And then, of course, you had the book come out this last year. So I, I was just hoping maybe we could talk a little bit about what's been going on with you. Well, I've had a lot of interviews this past year and a lot of things going on with the release of Creating a Haven of Peace. And it's been a lot of fun. It's been a great ride. I find that the longer that we do business, the longer that Dan and I speak and have events, the more we're asked, how did we keep it together as a family? How did Mm. we keep our marriage together? How did we keep the respect of our children and all of the things that come with having been happily married for 49 years? And so we decided about two years ago, I think, that it was about time to start addressing that more. So more and more when we have events, We're answering questions from couples saying, you know, how can we have the kind of life you have? I love how you look at each other and support each other. And the things that I hear Dan talk about on the podcast, you know, you guys live the kind of, have the kind of marriage that I want to emulate, the kind of home I want to emulate. How do you do that? So that's what I addressed a lot in the Creating a Haven of Peace book. And it's what I address in my interviews and in all the speaking that I try to do. Would you be willing to talk a little bit about some of the art classes and things that you have going on? I'm happy to. About five years ago now, I started having art classes at our sanctuary. And we sometimes will have as many as 20 to 22 people there, mostly all women. And sometimes on a a regular weekly basis, we have an average of about 10 to 12 women who come. And Here's the deal, Jared. I don't provide an art class because I'm a great artist or even a great teacher, although I'm, I'm fair at both. But I do it a lot because I feel that women especially have so many roles to play that sometimes, especially by the time they're at my age or thereabouts, they're wondering, who am I? What am I all about? And do I have something inside me that I have not even explored yet? And so we do that in the art class. We do a lot of exploring what's inside you that you didn't know you had. I do teach basic drawing, and I believe anybody can be a good drawer, a good artist of some sort. It's there. You just have to pull it out. All right. So I'd love to hear a fun story about Dan on the cruise. (laughs) You know, wow. On this cruise? On this most recent cruise. Man, I cannot think of anything. I I was so sick, Jared. Seriously. 
that I spent a lot of the time in the room with oh, the man. drapes closed. And what a bummer. I was, yeah, I was chilled. The whole works. It was not fun. But I, can I tell you one that happened uh, about two cruises ago? Sure. Out of the clear blue, we're in a karaoke bar there, which is totally foreign to us <laughs> because some young people on our cruise ship just insisted that we do this. Mm. So we go and Dan gets up and actually volunteers to sing karaoke and he get, he does an Elvis Presley impression <laughs> of you ain't nothing but a hound dog. Did it quite well with all the gyrations. Women came out of the crowd and came up on stage and did it with him. And it was, I, my mouth dropped. I mean, I've been married to him a lot of years. I would have never, ever, ever expected that. And honestly, he had not had a drop to drink. It was just pure, you know, get out there and just do it. And I thought it was really cool. And it kind of made the cruise. We didn't do either one of us anything that exciting this time, I think, because I was so sick. And he was kind of under the weather for a couple of days, too. And it was just a little more low-key. Oh, that's a good thing, though. Well, I'm glad you're feeling better. Uh, Hound Dog, that's interesting. I, I don't know that I would have expected you to pick that song. It just it fits me well. The <laughs> lyrics are easy. It was great. He can do some things sometimes that you, that's very much out of the box for what you think he would do. All right, so Dan, I'd like to hear another example of out of the box. If you can just think of anything, just something out of the box that people might not expect. But Well... A lot of people do know that I'm kind of a car nut. Mm -hmm. And at my season of life, you know, you'd expect me to drive a Volvo four-door sedan or something, but I just don't. I still am. I just am like a little kid when it comes to cars. I'm thrilled with finding cars that are fast, that are exotic, that are different. So I drive a really tricked out Corvette, black Corvette. It's a head turner, gets a lot of attention anywhere I go. Little kids talk to me, old guys talk to me. And it's just one of those things that it may seem out of character, but I don't see it as out of character at all. It's just part of who I am. It's one of those things that I really enjoy. For me, it's not just about business. There are a lot of things like that that, are, that have little to do with business. And I'm not trying to make a statement or anything. It's just something I personally enjoy. I enjoy the process of buying and selling. Yeah, it's midlife crisis. That's what it is. <laughs> there you go. That's it. What, who knows what's coming next? All right, so I have a question, Dan. You and Joanne seem to go on some of the best like date nights ever. So how do you consider a date night? What, what goes into that process? Boy. We have held that really. Okay, don't have to share everything. Okay, all right. <laughs> well, yeah, well, there's kind of a sequence reason, to of date course. night. <laughs> Fair right. enough. Well, we've always held that really in high respect, even when our children were little, and even when it was way more inconvenient than what it is today to have date nights. So our children always honored that. They would look forward to it, knowing that they were going to be left with somebody else, and it was going to be a special time for mom and dad. So today. We could have date night any night of the week that we want. We still hold Friday night as date night. And I'll tell you what, in as much as we think it may be old hat, Joanna's like a 16-year-old on Fridays, knowing that that's going to be special. I'm not going to commit to something else. Friday night is date night. So we kind of started off at uh, 3 o'clock. Joanne has a massage. At 4 o'clock, I have a massage. We have a massage therapist comes to our house, has been doing that for years. We love her, absolutely adore her. She knows us well. That starts it off. Then we take showers and go to dinner together, sometimes hit a movie. 
but usually it's a long dinner. We have one particular restaurant we love to go to. It happens to be called Miller's Grocery. Mm-hmm. It's about an hour from our house. We have probably 200 restaurants within five miles of our house, but we go to one that's that long away because it's like the old Cervantes quote, you know, the road is better than the inn. And it means the journey is important. We like the time it takes us to get there. It gives us a great time after the end of a week to recap what's been going on, what's important, what's happened with our kids, what's happening in the business, share things we haven't had a time to, to catch up on. And then we get there and then we have a meal. There's live music. We know all the staff, the owners and everything there. And then we have another drive home to repeat the process. And while we're, eight. while we're there, we uh, play cards. We're okay. known for that. We always have games with us that we play. And it's not because we're bored with silence or can't find things to talk about. But we also play games pretty much every day of the year, just the two of us together. It's something that's been kind of a tradition, keeps our marriage alive. All right. I want to hear some of these games, Joanne. What do you recommend? I could show a whole bunch to you in our car, I'll tell you, because we brought them with us, not just for the cruise, but also for afterwards, because we're going to spend another week down here over on the Gulf and uh, just kind of decompress just the two of us for a week. And so we brought a bunch of board games to take with us. We've got a new one that we found in a place called Marbles. Isn't that right? Marbles, Mm -hmm. yeah, in Chicago. And it's called Otrio, O-T-R-I-O. It's like 3D (laughs) tic-tac-toe. And it's really complicated in some respects. And it's really fun. And we can be quite competitive. Mm. So I love it when I can beat him because Dan is honestly, I love him and I know I'm prejudiced and all, but he is just too smart sometimes. (laughs) So I love it when I can beat him. And um, so Otrio is one. Sequence is another one we really like, another board game. And we brought a third board game, Othello. I can't remember. I know we brought at least three board games. And then we have cards that we, we play uh, word games. In fact, we do that on our phones, too. And we play upwards on our phones. And we play, uh, yeah, and we play different card games and so forth. But I carry a regular deck of cards in my purse. There's one right there in, mm-hmm. in my purse. Because every restaurant we go to that we, if we have to wait for a while, we just shuffle cards and we just have fun. It gives us a chance to communicate. And it also gives us a lot of laughs. and gives us a chance to be competitive a little bit and just have fun. So this has been ongoing? Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> this has been ongoing for many, many years. We've always played games, both with each other and with our kids. You know, when we, our kids were growing up, they weren't used to sitting in front of a TV. We would have game nights and it was a real magnet in the community. Other kids would want to come to our house because we weren't watching TV. We were playing games. So we've just enjoyed it. We've always played games. I'm always amazed at people that I come across who say, well, I don't know how to play games. I've never played games. And I'm thinking you miss such an amazing element of life because you learn so much from it. You have so many laughter. Some of the best memories we have as a family unit are those times when we just lost control in laughter. And the kids love to play games with me. The grown kids love to play games with me because they try to get me to dissolve into what they call the mom cry, the laugh cry, where I get to laughing so hard that I just start crying. <laughs> and, and it inevitably happens every time we get the family together. And some of those games include like Pictionary, Catchphrase. Those are great games. We introduce our small kids, small grandkids 
to even the little tiny games like shoots and ladders. We just think that's an important part of a family environment. So it's not just passive looking at a TV screen, but that you're interacting together and games are a great way to do that. We do that every evening. If we're not at a restaurant or something, if we're at home, we're sitting around the table playing games. We're not watching TV. So you usually just keep decks of cards or different things with you, or you have some apps? We have worn out more decks of cards (laughs) than most countries. (laughs) Yeah, in fact, it's funny. Our friend Andy Traub got us a whole box of 12 packs of, was it bicycle, I think, cards, you know, original cards. So that because we wear them out so fast, seriously, they just get filthy because we're usually eating when we're playing cards and so they get sticky. But yeah, I think it's just a great, it's a great time to just be together, to have fun together, to have laughs together, to communicate together without sitting in front of the TV. We've always been like that. You know, Jared, you and I are connected because of our mutual interest in podcasting and other things we do kind of in this space, but there's so much more to a meaningful life than just being successful in business. You know, we, I love the opportunities that we have in business. I love being successful and trying new things all the time. I'm not attracted to things being the same, even if they're successful. So I'm always trying new things and I'm really energized by that. But it's not just about business. It's about the things that we do together as a couple. And then we have wonderful kids, three kids, 14 grandkids, and that seems to keep growing. So there are a lot of things that are totally focused in that area of our lives that really don't have a direct connection with business, but the same thing, as Joanna already mentioned, one of the things that we keep being tapped on the shoulder for at this season of our life is how have we created a life that's meaningful? How have we created the kind of entrepreneurial lifestyle that we have without destroying each other? And it's some of these other things that have made that possible. I'm curious, what are some two-person games that come to mind that, hey, let's definitely consider trying this? Well, the new Otrio, the Otrio that, is one. Yes, that we've discovered, you can play that with two or four people. And that's a really good one. Sequence is another one that's just very good for playing with two people. We are continually looking for games for two people for that reason. Othello, Battleship. <laughs> we have lots of games for just the two. Mastermind, Mastermind is another one. Yeah, there's and tons of card games that you can play. We play one that's two to 14 that's very much like Rummy. Connect Four is a big game in our family all the way through. We can play that with kids that are three years old and grandpas and grandpas. You know what? <laughs> We've got one grandson who's 21. Caleb can, it's almost impossible to beat him. So we have a lot of fun with him trying to beat him, but that's one that he's got this way of being able to see ahead in ways that nobody else can. And he can <laughs> see when you've played this, like the second or third play in Connect Four, he's got it down. He knows exactly how it's going to play out and he'll beat us every time. And we have a nine-year-old granddaughter, Clara, one of Ashley's daughters, who I cannot beat consistently in Otrio, the three-dimensional tic-tac-toe. It just blows my mind because... I've played that a lot of years and I'm really good at it. She sees things that I miss in what's coming in a three-dimensional play. And she just is so delighted. She just gets so tickled at herself because she beats me time and time again. (laughs) Um, The card game that I remember you referring to a card game started with a Q. I just. Quiddler. Yes. We brought that with us too. 
Quiddler is a game that we got uh, originally given to us, I think, by Dan's brother and sister-in-law mm-hmm. up in Amish country. I think it was fairly popular. And it's, uh, it's all letters, and each letter has a point value. And so each hand, in order to play a full round, you have each hand, you have one more card, additional card each time. And you have to make words out of these letters, and then you lay them down. It's much like rummy, but it's played with letters and words. Right. Well, Daniel and I love word games, so we're forever looking for good word games like that. Well, Quiddler, we got so enamored with Quiddler, oh, I don't know, a number of years ago, that, and we took it with us everywhere, and so we decided one time we would just see who's the better player. Mm. So we kept track for a year, a solid year. We played how many games? 322 games. 322 games. Guess who who won? Just take a guess. Oh, I don't want to guess. I won, but only by about two games, I think it was. No kidding. Yeah, we're that, we were that evenly matched, which was a little bit of a disappointment on my part, but, <laughs> but it was just fun. Now, we have played through so many different Quiddler sets that we have to keep getting new cards because they just get so filthy. But that's one that we've turned a lot of people onto is Quiddler. It's Q-U-I-D-D-L-E-R. Great game. Well, uh, yeah, you've given me several ideas that I need to go out and invest in some games, so I appreciate that. Dan, I, I, I start to close out here. Obviously, I think most people are, are familiar with 48 Days, but if they're not working, they check that out. Yeah, 48days.com is a very large resource. We found ourselves recently dismantling hundreds of pages. You know how you just keep adding things in. Sure. Every once in a while, you need to clean out the garage. But 48days.com has a massive amount of information there. Something fairly new for us is 48dayseagles.com, which I'm really proud of. It's a community of people who are kind of sharing ideas and resources readily, as people who are successful so readily do, and holding each other's arms up when they need a little extra encouragement. That's 48dayseagles.com. Okay. And then, Joanne, we'd like to close out with final thoughts. So based on uh, some of the conversation, what, what would be your final thought? You know, I like to close out interviews and things that I do and, and speaking and so forth with a quote that I had in my Creating a Haven of Peace book, because I think it's really appropriate right now when people are so caught up in all the politics, all the bad news, all the things that are going on in this world that can bring you down and get you angry, upset, disillusioned, etc. And that was Barbara Bush back in about, it was about the year 2000 or 1999, something like that. She did an interview and she was quoted as saying, the future of our country lies not in what happens at the White House, but what happens in your house. And I think that is a very, very appropriate statement for right now. You know, our future lies what in, in our own homes. It has to start there happiness in our marriage, happiness in our homes, creating that haven of peace that people come home to and want to be there. Thank you so much, Dan and Joanne. I hope that you have a a relaxing time on the Gulf Coast. And uh, yeah, just grateful for the lunchtime here. Ah, thanks, Jared. Always a delight to connect with you. And I, I love the way that in living this lifestyle that we do, we can connect with great people all around the world. So it's been a pleasure mm. having lunch with you. Thank you again. Thanks so much, Jared. 